Hi and welcome to the Work It's Personal podcast with me, Rowan Hammond. Today I was joined by Jodie Leslie, General Manager of Toby's Estate Coffee Roasters. In the roastery itself, which as a coffee lover was exciting in its own right. Jodie has had an amazing career spanning over 25 years in the food and beverage industry, now leading Toby's through its next exciting phase of the business. I really enjoyed hearing about how she personally leads into her leadership style to bring people together for shared purpose. A leader I'd love to work with and one that leads with heart and compassion. Enjoy her personal reflections in this episode of Work Is Personal. Jodie, welcome to Work Is Personal. Thank you, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, like we always start, we'd like to hear a little bit about who you are, what do you do, the organisation that you work for. Okay, cool. Jodie Leslie, I'm the General Manager of Toby's Estate Coffee Roasters. Sorry for a little bit of the background noise there today. We're actually sitting here in our uh, flagship cafe in Chippendale with the roastery, working roastery in the background. Yep. So you can hear a little bit of that magic going on uh, back here as we speak. We're a coffee roaster, one of Sydney's original specialty coffee roasters, 25 years young this year. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, we supply coffee, in, in a word. We supply coffee to over a thousand and in and about a thousand cafes across Australia. Eight countries internationally as well. We have licensed sites around Southeast Asia and Middle East. A bloody good coffee, may I say. Thank you. So where does it all start from you? We like to kind of understand how did you kind of get to this role, but where did it all start in terms of where were you born? How did you sort of grow up and what were your sort of formidable years, I guess? Okay. Grew up in Western Sydney, probably pretty typical suburban uh, upbringing. Sport on the weekends, Parramatta Eels, tragic from way back. A lot of sport in the early days, a couple of sisters. And uh, yeah, I think that probably meant contribute a little bit to who I am, a little bit of that Westie spirit. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And so what were the sort of, what were those poignant parts of growing up? You obviously had sisters, so what was that like? Uh, you know, I think I was involved a lot in team sports growing up, always a big participator. Uh, never really hit the heady heights of, you know, Australian representative or state representative or anything like that. But I was just that kind of person that uh, was one of the first picked for every single team, whether or not it be lawn bowls or, or netball or soccer or touch footy. Really just in those early years, sport was a big part of my life and probably did absolutely contribute a little bit to what, where I am today. And in terms of teams, I would imagine that sort of shaping your life and contribution to teams and, and obviously you've found yourself in corporate at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely that team environment you know, makes you a little bit less selfless. You've got to think about others, which is helpful uh, in a corporate environment, I and mean, definitely in a leadership uh, sense, for sure. But also drives a little bit of that competitiveness and that uh, the action, always something happening, always something to do. And yeah, you can't be uh, sitting there in the back seat, otherwise you'll get run over. And uh, <laughs> so you have to really uh, get out there and make things happen. Uh, so I think that's quite similar in, in leadership and in business. Yeah, absolutely. And so as you're sort of growing up through your teen years, do you remember any really poignant moments that sort of shaped up for you and, and you hold on dearly today? I took an early job in a company called McDonald's as a 15-year-old. You know, that to me was my first experience of working for an organisation and one which had kind of a very similar, I don't know, ethos or culture around that team spirit, that teamwork, that social aspect of the work environment, uh, but also damn hard work. You know, you never, you could never kind of slack off for working at Macca's. There was always customer to be looked after and not a lot of downtime. So you really had to be on at all times, but it was a hell of a lot of fun 
Absolutely. So that definitely was a really fun part of my teen years. I met a lot of lot of friends in that time and a really enjoyable start to my career. And in terms of where you went from there, what was next and, and, and how did you kind of get to where you are today? I had a good friend at university who said to me at the time, he also worked for McDonald's but in a different McDonald's on the other side of Sydney. McDonald's at head office are hiring. Apparently they like to hire people from the stores. Should we? I'm going to go for an interview. They said to invite friends. Off I went for an interview at head office. I was a young accounting graduate. Off I went to head office for an interview as a bookkeeper. Unfortunately for my friend, I got the job and he did not get the job. Uh, <laughs> was a friend for long? Uh, he's, still, he's still friends today, but um, he still talks about that moment as being, God damn it, I introduced you to that, but he still does, he, he does quite well, so he's all right. Fantastic. And so where did sort of things leave for you there? Did, did you enjoy that period through McDonald's and how long were you there for and what was sort of after that, that, that and the roles that sort of led you to where you are today? 23 years in McDonald's wow. in, in the end, so that will tell you a little bit about how much I enjoyed it. You mm. don't stick around that long if you, if you don't enjoy it. Many different roles, starting off in finance, moving into supply chain after that. Uh, and living in a couple of different countries in different roles as well. So McDonald's gave a great grounding in terms of uh, not just functional expertise, but also leadership and how to be part of a, a larger team and how to think about the total business uh, rather than just your functional responsibility. And, and what did you learn? That Obviously McDonald's are very well known for their training of, of young people, but in terms of leadership through that period, you must have really learnt quite a lot and, and were there people around you that sort of brought you through? through? Yeah, for sure, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of leaders, a lot of good leaders, a lot of good mentors through that time and also, you know, a lot of hard work on my part as well, like it was a really, a time where I kind of sacrificed my own, you know, personal time to really put in the, the hard yards early and it was well rewarded. And when you talk about hard yards, what were they? The time, effort, relationships? All of the above. All of the uh, above. Travel. I met my husband at McDonald's. I don't suppose that cut that counts as hard yards, but <laughs> that was one. I of hope the, not. <laughs> that was one of the good parts. But you know, it just became a part of your life, and I think just contributing to that organisation's growth out of the years over the years was very rewarding. And what were some of the things that you learnt at McDonald's that you still carry with you today? What were the, those sort of leadership or learning moments that you kind of draw upon? Very much, you know, how to, to find the balance in leadership in terms of they have a concept called the win-win approach and you often would see that play out in different, different scenarios, whether or not that is a kind of a, a manager to a subordinate or a peer-to-peer -peer or franchisee to head office worker or a supplier and a head office worker really important just to make sure that you're looking for that cross-section of not always happiness but probably you know an outcome that is at least palatable by many parties and really working hard on relationships to, to kind of get some of those those outcomes um, achieved. And, and what are some of those cornerstone of leadership that you carry with you today at, at Toby's? When I think about leadership I, I think about it both in the personal sense leading people but also leading the organisation. So I think when I think about um, good leaders, that's what I aspire to be. Good leaders will, will kind of uh, try to make things better tomorrow than what they are today. And sometimes that's in big leaps, but very often it's just in really small, tiny leaps. It's about taking time to understand the individual, understand their strengths and weaknesses, and improve them in a way that still keeps them authentic to who they are as a, as a person. Similarly, when you're leading an organisation, you know, I know 
that I work for an organisation. They don't work for me, I work for them. And I'm always trying to look for continuous improvement opportunities or ways at which I can just improve things and leave it better uh, tomorrow than what it is today. Yeah, and I notice you believe that so much it's on the roastery wall. You had it written on the wall, I think. (laughs) Well, it is a little bit of the mantra of of Toby's in general, and actually that existed before I got to the place, but it is one of the things that attracted me to Toby's. Shared values. Absolutely. Very important in leadership, and um, I just love how, you know, uh, even from a coffee sense where, you know, very good that you think that that's good coffee and, and it is absolutely good coffee but Great every coffee. single day we're trying to make it even better. And in terms of when you talk about leading people you obviously have a very I guess um, you've got a centralized workforce but then also there's a bit of a decentralized workforce. How does that impact your leadership and what you're trying to achieve especially around Australia? And uh, it, it impacts it a lot and definitely made no easier by our little friend COVID <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of people have experienced but you know coffee as an industry is a it's a connection-based industry. You go for coffee with your friends, you meet for coffee. Inevitably, usually, isn't something you enjoy by yourself. Of course, often I enjoy it by myself quite often on, on my balcony, but the industry in itself is really relationship-based and, and face-to-face-based. So I think for us, it is definitely um, making sure that we can still keep those connections. I spend time traveling, I'm really open to to our state offices coming to Sydney and experiencing the space. We've just redesigned our flagship here to be more inviting and to be a little bit of a foyer into the roastery just so people can see what we do. Uh, we want to be open, we want to be transparent, we want to share our love and share our passion with everyone. Yeah, which we sit in here today, which is such a great space and we're obviously getting blinded by so much sunshine <laughs> just beaming in here and then into the roastery, which is fantastic. And then in terms of what 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 is different from McDonald's to, to Toby's obviously they're still in that sort of food and beverage space um, but what what is predominantly different between those two companies for you? Uh, My role here as a GM is kind of all-encompassing so for me personally I get to touch every part of of the organisation from marketing, operations to finance, everything and so you know apart from the role being different the industry I would say surprisingly is a little bit younger. So Toby's around for 25 years and specialty coffee in general is probably in Australia about that old, whereas McDonald's is, you know, as a brand has been around a lot longer than that. Which means you, you know, I'm seeing a, a bit of a move to more of the professionalism of coffee, for instance. So I do like that. I like helping people develop and helping people on their leadership journey and on their career journey uh, along the way. So. Definitely at Toby's, I probably see that as the, the big difference. We're a little bit younger, a little bit more vibrant and uh, kind of paving our own way a little bit. And of course, you've been in the role for a few years now and our friend COVID pops up right in the middle of, of, of it. How has that changed what you guys do at Toby's and what did you see through that period? Was it a, a traumatic period or how was that for you guys? It wasn't overly traumatic for us. It was obviously difficult to deal with and for sure we had operational challenges all along the way. We've got a really passionate and capable team, specifically in, in operations who day to day kind of just, they just make things happen. They're amazing. You know, the thing that kind of I thought was hardest was losing some of those, that, those connection points. We're an organisation that when we have the latest coffee release, you know, everyone's down in the cafe trying the new coffee. Whereas if you're spread around 100 people around Sydney and around Australia, the ability to do that and just to pop into the cafe and try the latest release 
it just wasn't possible. And so we lost a lot of that, that connection during that time. Not an, not an issue in the short term, but I really think two years along, uh, it's something that we need to get back, otherwise it will be damaging to our business. So whilst a lot of organisations are you know, pro-keeping that hybrid workforce, I'm super pro-flexibility, super pro-flexibility. If you need to work from home, work from home. And we have permanent work from home days, absolutely. But I also really value that, that connectedness and back in the office. Yeah, and I suppose your product is so physical, it's tangible, it's an experience. And so I suppose you want your people to be around it to absorb it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a lot of our, all our customers work through the pandemic and it, you can imagine when we, we talk about trauma during the pandemic, apart from individuals affected businesses, just some of the hospitality businesses, if you're in the wrong location, i.e. the city, just uh, super traumatic. So, you know, it's up to us to kind of get back and, and just make sure that we're giving our customers the support they need. We did uh, we did better than others through the pandemic, but uh, I think it's, we need to step it up now to to make sure we can re-emerge with strength Fantastic. Uh, this time. And what, and what are those new products? What are the new exciting things that we can all look forward to consuming? Uh, oh, we have, every month we have new single origins that we source from around the world, seven different uh, single origins a month. Uh, we've also just launched our cold brew, so coffee in a can, not hot coffee. You know, not, not never as good as the real thing, but the can is uh, absolutely best on market. Tastes tastes fantastic, and you can have it on the move. So. Fantastic. And and you spoke a little bit about how, or maybe what you could do is just share maybe a little bit of your business model because you obviously have a roastery here, and a lot of people would see the coffee, the cafes, and and Toby's around. But maybe just share a little bit of insight to that because it's not they're not all Toby's staff, I guess, are they? Yeah, not at all. So we support. Largely, we support independent business owners. So we have, in Australia, for instance, 700 cafes that we support. You would see, for instance, Rowan's Cafe on the front door, but you might see a little A-frame just on the side saying, Toby's Coffee Served Here. So that's effectively our business model, 700 cafes in Australia. And uh, we operate Toby's under license in some of the other uh, countries that we deal with, but largely we're a wholesale coffee business. And of course, you have a headquarters here, so you've got support staff which sit around the roastery, how have things changed for you through the pandemic with those people who touched on flexibility and you wanting to see people a little bit more to experience the, the brand, but what, how have things sort of changed? What do you see in the future of your work as well? Because you know, I, I would imagine that a lot of it is still a big personal experience for you. Probably a lot more hot desks is what I'll say. So, you know, we want connectivity, we want connection, but it doesn't mean being chained to a desk. It still means being, you know, able to come and go freely, but still experience those connections. So definitely when it comes to workspaces, a lot more ease of in and out, uh, probably a lot more casual type areas. So a lot more, you know, lounges or casual areas where you can just talk and connect over a coffee and not, you know, not cubicle type setup, which we never have had at Toby's, but you will never see at Toby's either. And in turn, I would imagine you do a lot of business in here too, in the, in the cafe, come down, have a meeting, Absolutely. have a chat like we're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> and so how, I, I certainly see, you know, areas of hospitality really drawing into to the office. And um, I would imagine that your business is probably a big part of that as well. Do you, do you sense that? Do you, do you feel that sort of coming, that element of hospitality really coming into that corporate space a bit more? Yeah, I do. And I think it probably connects to organisations or businesses wanting a more inviting space for their workers. Uh, 
we are seeing, especially in the city, some of the big office towers go up. Um, there's a couple, quite a few, in the in the city serving Toby's coffee in the foyer. And so we have a couple of customers that actually offer Toby's coffee with a paid barista on site as part of their little perk, which I encourage more of. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It is good. And so, yeah, I think, I think workplaces just see the people, definitely people of Australia value premium coffee, they value specialty coffee, we are a nation of coffee snobs for sure, we are, yeah. and so therefore people value that, then you're going to see it more in workplaces to entice, uh, to entice uh, workers, I suppose. So Jody, we've touched on a little bit of leadership and workplace and, and your plans there. How do you see the two sort of folding and coming together? What are your plans for the future and, and Toby's and, and the workplace more broadly? Like I said earlier, I think the my role as a leader is, is to progress both the organisation's goals but also the individual's goals. I'm definitely, you know, really focused on helping individuals achieve their ambitions as well as the company. Um, but maybe touching more on a little bit of the individual's ambitions, I want to see I want to be a leader that has a higher ambition for the individual than what they have them for themselves. And I definitely spend a lot of time in my role coaching and ensuring that uh, you know people have the right tools and, and feedback, uh, so maybe sometimes too much. Uh, <laughs> but my leadership focuses in that space. I think if you focus too much in that area, then it can be a little bit uh, demanding. So I think the workplace helps in that sense where you can help things be a little bit more relaxed. And like I said before, there's not a, uh, a cookie cutter, cubicle type setup. Um, it's, you know, you can meet for a coffee, talk about development, talk about leadership. And in that sense, it seems to come across a lot easier uh, for the person on the other side. And so what would you like, how would you see Toby's of the future in five years? What, what sort of the the things that you want to put in place that enables your workplace to and your people within that workplace to really thrive. Creating opportunities for people. We are slowly growing internationally. In the future, I see us growing a little bit faster internationally. I want us to, as a as brand Toby's to be in more people's homes, for instance. So we're in a lot of uh, cafes in Australia, but I would like to see brand Toby's in a lot more people's homes. Uh, and that for me is naturally the business goals will play into opportunities for individuals and I've always been someone that takes opportunities when they, when they present. I think um, if, if you describe my leadership or maybe not even my leadership style, maybe my just approach to life in general, um, I'm someone that probably says yes a lot, uh, <laughs> says, you know, are you, do you want to do this? Should we do this? Can you do this project? I say yes without asking what's in it for me. That was probably a hallmark of my early days in McDonald's, often getting opportunities and just saying yes a little bit blindly, knowing that by being that person and saying yes, that uh, good things will come. Definitely for Toby's, um, I want to be that leader that uh, creates opportunities for people, creates good opportunities for people where they go, absolutely, yes, I want to, I want to do that. Um, and I see that as an exciting part of my role, but also exciting part uh, for Toby's. And in terms of, obviously, you're like me, we're a working parent. Um, you know, there, there are challenges in that. So through the vision that you've just kind of portrayed to us there, how do you balance those elements out, being a mum and, 
and obviously high stress job as well. Uh, a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> How are you? That helps. Uh, it's hard. Like it's not. Uh, I, I did once see a presentation from an outstanding female presenter, um, Tina Altieri, her name was, and she talked about it's, there's no such thing as balance. No, no such thing as equality, and it's not always going to be you know equal equal. That you should look at balance of anything, whether or not it's family and work, motherhood and work relationships and work, <laughs> like work for everything, not as a balance but just uh, that you need to find time for everything and it's, sometimes it's going to be imbalanced but you just need to, sometimes you need it to be imbalanced because that's what is required as long as it's not that way all the time and that you're conscious of that and that at the right time you put the phone down, you become present uh, and off you go. So that helped me actually a lot because I, you know, as a high achieving female you want you want it all and and you think that balance is key but actually it's not uh, and that allowed me sometimes to focus a little bit more over here on the work side and, and not not worry about the other side of course you've still got to make sure things get done but that you spend time when you need to spend time um, and be really purposeful about that yeah and and you know looking ahead if you're at your end of your career looking back what's the sort of lasting legacy that you'd like to leave in any of these places um, what would you like people to think about? Uh, in general, just that I left the place better than when I found it, that I was a fun boss that uh, people like to work for. I'm definitely a, a big fan of um, you know, enjoying what you do and making sure that work is work, but you know, when it's not brain surgery that we're dealing with here, it's coffee and we should have fun. Fascinating talking to you today, Jodie. In terms of the best piece of advice you've ever received, what is it? Uh, from my mum actually, and it's probably less about advice, but more more on a little bit of a saying that she would always say to me. Um, she'd say whether or not it's exams in the early days or one of my first big presentations at work or whatever, she would always say, good luck, not that you'll need it. And it kind of gave you a little bit of an inner confidence. And it also, you know, the behind meaning to that is good luck and everyone needs a bit of good luck, but if you won't need it because you've prepared well, card, uh, the luck will come if that bit is uh, is happening. The luck will come. So I do remember that when I uh, you often know, go into things that uh, make sure you're prepared, work hard. The luck will come. Have fun. Well, it's been fascinating talking to you, Jody. Thank you for joining us on Workers Personal. Thank you.